Mm, go back, Kate. <laughs> That's okay. Awesome. Here we go. Okay. Oh, hi. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me that you were ready to order it when I was running around like a crazy person. I also have a really bad cold right now, so get ready to enjoy this sound in your ear. So <laughs> let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest, Danny King, originally from Chicago, Illinois. Danny is a singer, composer, and musician that had two label releases last year and is gearing up for a few more starting in February of this year. With almost 20,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, Danny is making incredible headway in the industry after still being so young. I better know Danny from working together in two different bars, one of which we went through an opening together. Danny, share your melodic voice with us and tell us about you. Well, hi, Kate. Hi, Danny. It's been a long time since we caught up, which I'm stoked about. Um, So like you said, yeah, I'm from Chicago. I've been living in LA for uh, four years now, coming up on five, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been a minute. But I originally started in pop music, and now I pretty much exclusively do electronic, which I'm loving. Um, I work as a top liner and a songwriter. So what I do is I write the melody and lyrics that go over songs that producers send me. So, I mean, bigger examples would be like Marshmallow, Calvin Harris, that kind of stuff. Obviously, I'm not working on them yet, but... (laughs) Yet. I like that. Yet. Yet. Good. (laughs) But um, that's generally what I do. So if you hear an electronic song, you hear a woman's voice on it, that's literally what I do. I've Uh been learning production. I've been learning... um, I spent the last six months learning how to edit vocals as well and do vocal production. So So I'm learning the ins and outs of both um, the artist side and the production side. So how does that help you to learn? Like, why why would you need to learn like the production side? How does that help you? So I can charge more. Hello, <laughs> we're being honest. Let's be honest here. <laughs> um, it's actually really fun because I, I have my own studio at home. So I've already been doing all of my own recording, comping, like songwriting stuff. It's just an extra added step that I can do to make somebody else's life a little bit easier. And I actually really enjoy doing it too. It's super fun because I get to make the vocals sound precisely how I want them to sound. Oh, that's awesome. I never have to worry about getting a song back and not liking the way that it sounds or anything like that. Okay. So you've been doing that at home. So where where did you, because I know you went to undergrad to study music. Yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Belmont University in Nashville. Um, I got a degree in commercial voice, which is not singing <laughs> commercials. It's <laughs> literally pop music. Um, and then I got a minor in music business. Okay. So you graduated from Belmont. You got yes. um, a degree in what we would consider pop music. Yes. Okay. So from there, why not stay in Nashville? That's where music is. Uh, well, I don't do country and I don't do indie and I don't do rock, which are the three major genres that kind of exist around Nashville. The pop scene is growing there. The electronic scene is growing there, but I just didn't have the patience to wait. And also like I came from a really small town outside of Chicago. Um, it's actually the village of Hawthorne Woods. When I lived there, there was like 6,000 people. Oh, wow. That's how yeah. big my town is. Oh, yeah, funny. it was so tiny. Yeah. And like, I just, I needed to be somewhere else. So I moved to Nashville. I did four years there and like, to be honest, it just wasn't big enough. Okay. So I chose the biggest city I could find and moved there. <laughs> and, and not New York then? No, I don't really like uh, urban okay. as much. So I live in Santa Monica, which is still LA, but it's very, very naturey and fun. And I can drive 10 minutes and be on a hike. So Or the beach. or <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So you come out here and do you just start like gangbusters? You're just like 
making phone calls? Like, how, did you know people that worked in music out here? How, what, like, how'd you know, do it? I knew like two people that lived in LA total. And okay. one of them was the girl I ended up moving in with. We had been friends in Chicago since we were like 10 years old. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. She ended up moving back to Chicago though. Um, and then the other girl, we're, we're still pretty tight, but uh, I haven't seen her in a minute cause we've both been so busy. Uh, no, I just kind of hopped into bartending out here and cause you were bartending in Nashville. Yeah. And okay. then, um, from there I just kept meeting people that work in the music industry or actors, whatever. Cause everybody out here is doing something else too. And you would also, when you worked, you worked at some place called Barney's, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you do there that let people know that you were a singer? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I learned how to do this in Nashville. It's a big Nashville thing on karaoke night. I was the karaoke bartender. And so I, can bartend and sing while holding a microphone at the same time. She can. I've seen her do it. It's very cool. It's it took me like a month how to learn how to do this without messing something up. It was very it's crazy. Um, yeah. So you'll be holding a microphone singing like Love on the Brain by Rihanna or some ridiculous song. And you have to make margaritas and like shake the margaritas, count out change, tell people how much it costs like whilst you're singing. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you teach yourself how to do that in Nashville. Cause that's a thing. And I had someone teach me how to do it. Yeah. Okay. I learned that from someone else. So it's a side hustle for people that are bartending out in Nashville. So the it's, way that everybody out here is like bartending, that's an actor. Everybody in Nashville is a singer. That's bartending. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. A lot of them are singers. Um, in Nashville, it's a little bit different because the money is crazy out there. So a lot of people are just career bartenders. Oh, cause you can make a grip of money doing make that. Six figures a year doing that. Come on. Yeah. People just tip well out there. Yeah. Well, it's a volumes game. Oh, because there's just so many people. Yeah. The volume number in Nashville is literally so insane that you can make a lot of money. What is the name of that main street in the middle of Nashville? Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. So I worked on Broadway at a karaoke bar there. Okay. So you sing there and then you're like that. You sang your way through all four years of undergrad. No, I started bartending when I was 21. Okay. Um, I just decided that I didn't want to go back to Chicago. So I told my parents I was going to stay out there and they're like, cool, get a job. I was like, damn it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I would always go home and work anyways. So I was uh, just like, that's nothing new. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So you start bartending there and then you're like, this, this is Nashville's not for me. Not yeah. the right scene. So you come out to LA, you start just meeting people because you're bartending. Were other people singing and bartending at the same time? Or were you the no, only one No, I'm doing the it? only one that does that. Okay. So did that I get, haven't met anybody else that can. Did that get you noticed? Yes. It was, it was very helpful. Um, I had a Warner music guy actually come hang out one day while I was doing that. And he's super nice. We haven't actually done anything together, but Weirdly enough, most of the work that I get is through Facebook. Wait, explain that. Facebook and Twitter. Wait, just because like you yeah. put, do you release stuff on like exclusively on Facebook? Are you like, here's a song just for my followers or like? No, um, the music industry is really weird, especially EDM and everybody connects via social media. Like LinkedIn is not a thing for unless you you're on the, on like the business side, but all the artists just like talk over Twitter. You can just tweet at them and they're like, Hey, let's do a song. And then they're in your inbox and you're like, Oh, I guess I'm working with this person now. Has that happened to you? Oh yeah. That's, That's so awesome. Like how I get 90% of my collabs is people just messaging me and being like, Hey, you want to work on something? And you're like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. So then you have a studio at home. So will mm-hmm. they send you the, like the basically what they want you to sing? And then do you change it? Or are you like, okay, I have to sing this exactly as they sent it to me. They send me an instrumental and they say, have fun. Oh, sometimes fun. they have an idea. Sometimes they don't. Um, but I'll usually send back three ideas for them to choose between like, like small written out ideas, not a whole song. They'll pick their favorite and then I'll write out the whole song. I'll demo it and I'll ask them if they like it. If they want any changes, we'll make edits and then I'll record the full vocals. Oh, that's sick. It kind of is just like a streamlined process for me. That's how I found my managers too. They actually reached out to me via Facebook. And they were like, Hey, we're looking to sign you. 
Yeah. That's so much. awesome. Okay. So you, <laughs> so since I've known you, you've scaled back customer service way, way, way hardcore from like six days a week to one. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're performing and we're going to get into that later, but you're, so I would consider you one of the lucky few who like have basically gotten out. Getting so she's there. dancing right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause we all know how hard it is. I know. Okay. So we hope you enjoyed your apps and now we're going to go on to the entrees after a quick break. <laughs> we're back and now it's time for the entrees okay so danny this is a super speedy speed round of questions feel Ooh, free yay. to add stories if you want but <laughs> you can't there's just a bunch of questions what was your first job ever it doesn't have to just be customer service but oh ever. i worked on a horse ranch okay what'd you do there i was a camp counselor oh a lot of people have this answer that yeah, i've interviewed That's i was 15 years old and i went and i lived three months or three hours away from home for three months oh wow yeah, my, I told my parents that they were like, get a job. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I applied at this horse ranch and they were like, oh, she got a job. So they <laughs> she, let me do it. Okay. So, yeah. you, so were you in charge of just the horses or were you dealing with campers and parents? And oh all? my God. I was in charge of like, like 30 or 40 little girls okay, at so the that's, time. That's, that's intense. <laughs> I was 15. like 15 or 16. I can't remember it, but yeah, this but was my first job. Pretty young. Okay. <laughs> so you're doing that. So what was your very first customer service job ever? But I mean, I consider that a customer service, but like the yeah. first, like dealing with a customer. Oh, you know what? Actually before that I was playing at bars when I was 14. Holy I was getting shit. paid to do that too. My parents had to, so I forgot about that. My parents were, had to like accompany me because I was so young. Okay. I would go play at these bars. Could you play sing. guitar then? Yeah. So you sing for like two hours. They'd pay me like 200 bucks. I cannot believe that they would just let you be in the bar at 14. I looked pretty old. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, first customer service job. Yeah. I worked as a cabana girl at a country club. Oh, that sounds like actually fun. It was hell on earth. Why? Okay. Tell me why. It was a super fancy country club. Oh God. And okay. they never taught me how to tray carry, but I had to tray carry everything. I was basically like the snack shack girl. Oh my God. It was not a good time that lasted like three months. And I was like, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. Why was it? What made it the, the worst? They just weren't training you and it was fancy. It was, well, it was a fancy restaurant in Illinois and it was a country club. So it's a lot of very entitled people. And it was mm. like the nice country club around the area. It was basically like as one of the employees there, someone's always looking for you to do something wrong. And when you're yeah. brand new and you don't know what's going on, you're doing, you're always wrong. doing something wrong. <laughs> oh God. I hate that so much. See what like it, my brain, when you said country club, I was thinking like a club that played country music because of you. No, you meant the like fancy the, like golf, the golf course. course country club. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And you're young and they just like to hustle you and like uh, also all black uniform in the middle of summer in Chicago. So with like long sleeves, too. long pants, you can't wear short, short sleeve, but oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. What is your favorite job? And don't say singing because obviously like your favorite like customer service job you've had. I would have to say it's a tie between my Nashville bar and Brennan's actually. Really? I love Brennan's. Yeah. Okay. So Danny and I worked at Brennan's together. We had vastly different experiences. Yes, we did. Yes. Cause I hated it and quit. So I know. <laughs> what is, what, why, why is that one of your favorites? They let me do whatever I want. Oh, that's awesome. It's, I mean, it's super, obviously I don't, you know, break a lot of rules or anything like that, but it's super mellow. Like it we was don't, not that way when it, I worked no, there. No, no, no. It's, it's 
done a complete 180 since you were last there we don't have any sort of uniform anymore like what no 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 we had strict uniform strict policy we had to know all of the beers backwards and forwards with all of the ingredients well the beers haven't changed in like nine months so are you serious yeah no we've got a way more stagnant beer menu now we have a couple that rotate through it's gotten really mellow we do yeah it's it's turned back into like the dive bar feeling that that it it was but it's it's still nicer and more community oriented but honestly the customers there are what make it the best the customers are amazing there wow okay yeah so they know do you sing there yeah i do i play there um the first and third thursday of the month there's a fifth thursday this month so i'm playing that thursday too nice um but i sing thursday nights from 8 to 11 and just acoustic like hang out chill kind of background music Okay, so that's one of your favorites. What was the other one you said was your favorite? My Nashville bar. So why? Why that was where you sang karaoke? Yes. So this one, this one's a little bit weird and interesting. It's four bars that are all connected. Okay. And I worked at three of the four bars at the same time. So they would just swap you um, depending on your schedule. Like Monday you'd work in the main country bar. Wednesday you'd work in the karaoke bar. Friday I'd work in the nightclub upstairs. Okay. And that was fun because they that was my first bartending job actually. They hired me off the street with zero experience. Holy shit. The this was a whole thing. Um, so this is going to sound weird, but my boss, when he hired me, he was also from Chicago. He's a former cop. And this guy Ooh. was terrifying. Still to this that. day, one of my favorite managers I've ever had. Really? Yeah. So he hired me off the street and I was looking for like a hostess position, maybe a waitress. And he was like, you're too hot to waste as a server. We're going to make you a bartender. Oh Don't my God. fuck it up. <laughs> Sorry. I hope it's okay. No, I you're fine. You can tell like our this um, And I was just like, I'm terrified right now. I figured out later the reason why he puts all the good looking girls behind the bar is because people are so handsy in Nashville. He does it to protect them. It wasn't like a creepy thing at all. It was literally just because he's like, nope, you're going to get molested. I'm putting you behind the bar. That's so horrifying, actually. And I mean, so real. Yeah, but also like that's how you know your manager like really cares about you. How interesting. Okay, so you just start bartending like an idiot with no experience. Uh, They gave me two days training and then they put me in the nightclub by myself. I still rang like two thousand (laughs) dollars. Were you just making up drinks? Were you lying? I was Googling everything. The very first girl that came in was um, this big girl. And she comes in and she goes, I'm going to get an adios, motherfucker. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, are you cursing at me? (laughs) I I literally had to Google everything that night. Oh, because it was a nightclub, so it was like bizarre drink orders, liquid marijuanas and Long Islands and adioses and like all this weird stuff. How were you? How did you have time to Google it as you were like making it? I mean, I was really slow, so (laughs) and you still rang two great. They must the volume must be insane. Insane. Okay, a normal night there is between I would say, I mean, a slow night is like four to five thousand. That is for one person. A really big night is like 10 grand on a register each, sometimes more. See, but that's the kind of customer service where you're just like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like, you're not like... It's Jack and Cokes and vodka sodas as fast as you can pump them out. Like, that's all it is. And you're just like, turn and burn, turn. Would people tip? (laughs) Not really. Really? (laughs) So how would you make money? Um, Okay, so... So we would have customers that would tip really well, but there was a lot of people that didn't, especially in the nightclub. Mm -hmm. But when you start doing the karaoke thing, people are just like throwing 20s at you. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your your change in money became Mm -hmm. like as soon as you started singing. Now, did you guys pull your tips there? Uh, via each bar. So like okay, so in the main bar, there's actually two bars. There's one main on the floor and then there's one sidebar. The sidebar pulled theirs. The main bar pulled theirs. Okay. Karaoke bar pulled theirs nightclub pool theirs and then there was two more bars upstairs so the other person working a karaoke bar with you could also sing yeah so you both were yeah, making a typically grip of it money was two of us doing it okay so you guys pull your do you do you still pull at brennan's yes we do 
I, do you like a pooled house? I hate it. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't care because I don't work there enough to care. Yeah. Um, I only work one day a week. So it's like, that's, that's like my beer money right now, you know? Sure. So, uh, I know some other people are not thrilled about it, but yeah, yeah I, what it I is. just stay out of it at this point. Cause it doesn't affect you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And what was your least favorite customer service job? Saddle ranch. Oh, really? No, no hesitation. That was the worst job I've ever had in my entire life. Please tell me why. Oh, tell a me litany everything. of reasons. So they don't split behind the bar. Okay. Now, which, wait, real quick, which Saddle Ranch did you work at? I worked at the one in Hollywood. So that's the one on Sunset, right? Yes. Okay. So I know several people that used to work there that all quit and had a similar experience, but please. I don't know anyone that's had a good experience I don't know there. Either. To be honest, <laughs> um, I don't either. Okay. So the number one issue with that spot is they don't split tips behind the bar. Um, so like, I, I don't, I think the bar should always pool personally, like for no matter what well you're at. Yeah. It's more fair. I think so. Yeah. Cause because, if you're just the server, well, bartender, well, because I've seen what happens when you don't. And that was at saddle ranch. And so, um, they force you to basically fight for customers. Okay. Cause you are the only one responsible for the amount of money you make that night. Unless you have a bar partner, then there's two of you and that's it on the yeah. same well. Um, but I've literally seen like girls get so aggressive. They've punched like fellow bartenders in the face You're over a customer me. dead what? serious. And they didn't fire her that night either. They suspended her. Are you and then kidding me? I'm dead serious. Wait, but so you're competing. So whatever customer you interact with, you're keeping that money. Yeah. Behind the bar. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. And so, you know, what else happens though is, um, when one person gets to the customer first, they get that tab, right? That tab is on their register. Sure. So then Say the other person gets bombarded, that person gets bombarded with a group of five people and this new, this person who already had the tab open needs a new drink. No one else is going to serve that customer <gasps> because they're not getting tipped to serve that customer. So fuck that. They're not going to make yeah, a drink. Yeah, so customer service just goes down the drain. Oh my God, because of this competitive environment. Yeah. What was the rationale behind it? Did they tell you why they had it set up that way? Because they wanted to keep their customer service good. Oh, that's so stupid. I know. It's ridiculous. So oh. that was a thing. But also, they didn't like when we would get too friendly behind the bar. Because there was a couple a couple of weeks in there where we were getting away with splitting all of us. We were like doing it under the table. So that you could all make more money. And so and Saddle so Ranch could fun. make more money. And so we would actually enjoy working. Yeah. And they caught on to us. And they specifically hired a guy. That's actually the reason why I quit. Um, they specifically hired a guy to come in and just like cause mayhem behind the bar. Wait, wait, what do you, you have to elaborate on that. What do you mean? He literally was hired and he told us this. He was hired to come in and make sure that none of us could be friends behind the bar. So he was meant to just keep you guys divided. Yeah. So they hired him as just like a protagonist. I don't know. Or antagonist. Antagonist. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. So the, um, the final straw for me was this guy. This guy was a frigging nightmare. Um, this guy, I don't remember what prompted this conversation but he was i was walking in circles because it's a circular bar yeah i was walking in circles trying to avoid him and he was following me around the bar trying to tell me how big his dick was and i turned around and i screamed at him in front of customers i was like i don't give a shit how big your dick is get out of my face good for you i got pulled up to the office and reprimanded for that you did yeah so i turned and this was in front of hr too you were being sexually harassed i yeah i turned around to this was in front of hr i turned around and i was like he was trying to tell me how big his dick is so i'd like to fill out a sexual harassment suit please did you really say yeah, that i and filled it out good for you and then you so quit that night i quit the next day and two weeks later they gave all of my shifts to him 
You have got to I be kidding five me. shifts a week on the best nights to work. They gave all my shifts to him. Yeah. Did he quit? Like, do you know anything else? What happened with him? I got him fired. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, uh, I went in a couple of weeks later and he was bartending and I watched him pour Grey Goose into a tin, put a glass cup on top of it, shake it and then bang it against the bar and break the glass. Yeah. That how else he served did- it? He did not, I grabbed Danny. Manager, right? No, I literally, he broke the glass, went like this, put it down, and then grabbed another glass and poured it in. And I was like, you just broke glass in that. He was like, so? And I, I grabbed uh, one of the managers and I was like, he just broke glass in that and is trying to serve it. What a, wow. They fired him for that. Yeah. But the fucked up thing is that they hired him to be the 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 bad guy. Yep. And then he acts accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then they fire him for the same thing. Like, I can't, that's such a liability. <laughs> So was, was management just garbage there? Yeah, I I figured this out kind of on the side. One of the, the GM, actually, who's now been promoted to regional manager. Isn't that funny how that happens? Had like five sexual harassment lawsuits against him. And they kept promoting. I just talked to a girlfriend who's going through this at a club where she it's works, where they keep promoting the guy with these suits against them. Insane. I don't insane. understand it. So this it happened to uh, this girl that got hired at the same time as me, although she was a little bananas too, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> he doesn't drink because he used to like have a coke problem so he doesn't like do, do anything. anything he's in recovery he gets new girls plastered and takes them home with him Ooh, yeah and they know this and they have it documented yeah. and they keep promoting him yeah and did that happen when you were there yeah it literally well she didn't do she didn't file sexual harassment she just quit oh she did yeah oh that's too bad yeah did he do anything to you no oh no 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 he knew better <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay he was definitely smart about he about who he focused his energies on because he knew who he could get away with it yeah like, ew. Um, okay what's the weirdest thing that you've been asked to do whilst you were on the clock oh my god at a customer service job oh my god um that's a good question my guests don't see the questions before the podcast before we do this because i like this reaction that's okay that, <laughs> i don't know what the weirdest thing i've been asked to do is anything like sexual or anything like write me a song and I'll you know like have you ever been asked to like I mean I guess that's not weird but like I can think of a lot of weird things that customers have done okay tell me those Um, I'm like trying to think of like weird things that I've been asked to do but there's not really anything weird that I've been asked to do it's more like weird things that people have done around me that I've had to deal with within my first two weeks at Barney's some guy was mixing pills and alcohol at the bar and I gave him like four drinks in three hours which is something reasonable. that shouldn't have messed up somebody at yeah. all and I had it all documented too because it was in the computer and he passed out cold at the bar and like fell off a chair <gasps> and we had to yeah we literally had to call an ambulance and he got carted out I have no idea what happened to him oh my god but there was no acting manager on duty there was only a floor manager so it was like oh. one of the servers was acting as a manager and it was just me and her and we it was my fir- literally my first two weeks on the job there and I was just sitting there like I'm gonna get fired for this like it was was did you work at Barney's after Saddle Ranch yeah so I there was an overlap there and I was training to get out of Saddle I was Ranch. training at Barney's while I was simultaneously working at Saddle Ranch in order to get out of Saddle, Saddle Ranch See, and we have to do that that's another thing that people don't realize when you have like we don't have the luxury of having like saved money so we're like Ooh. all right I have to have overlap here I was dying oh my god I can't imagine and then doing music the whole time too yeah. like trying okay so I was at that point during those that overlap I wasn't even doing music I didn't you couldn't you yeah could, so and wasn't that kind of standard at Barney's to not have this Barney's beanery to be clear in case we get yes whatever not <laughs> not the nice like whatever anyway um so do, wasn't that kind of standard for them to not have a manager though like didn't you have to deal with that a lot not not usually it just depends on what day of the week it is so like Monday Tuesdays it's normal to not have a GM or an AGM there because it's a Monday or Tuesday you're not sure. unless there's a game on you're not really dealing with anything mm. so 
that was abnormal in the first place okay for that to happen but what's another weird thing that has happened oh man there was this guy in nashville okay so here's the other thing about nashville you get like super dolled up to go bartend there and i used to wear two bras so my boobs would be up to my neck (laughs) (laughs) um sex sells everybody oh my god this super hit guy that was missing like half his teeth Mm -hmm. i had hair extensions in so they were like down over my boobs and he just moved my hair out of the way and he goes you got some nice titties and oh. i was like oh i just burst God. out laughing i was like thanks for not even trying to hide it i yeah. guess and threw a five down on the bar and he tipped me a five every single round the rest of the night he <laughs> tipped me like 50 bucks that's awesome <laughs> yeah, it was great because he moved your hair but, extension yeah, and every time it came up he was like i like your titties i was like thanks man <laughs> okay <laughs> which is not like yeah. overt like i yeah. guess <laughs> random weird shit like that all I, the time people are so strange <laughs> would you get would you ever get like sexually harassed by a customer to the point where you were like angry oh my god i mean i have so many stories from nashville it's kind of terrifying like um the worst one was when i got dragged over the bar please tell this story that, <laughs> uh this was in the nightclub this nightclub was like super ghetto we okay. used to clean up and find like box cutters and shit on the floor holy it was, shit yeah i had a i think we had 30 bouncers total on three a regu- zero three zero on a regular shift because th- remember this bar is ginormous it's how many so people big. was capacity do you know probably close to a thousand yeah jesus that- Think, thinking about the venue it's it's got to be around a thousand yeah 30 feels not obnoxious then yeah and i mean all of them are huge yeah so um this old guy was at the bar and he would go hey 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 and then he would sit there and be like i don't know what i want and oh, i'm like that's he did so, that I like he did that like three that. times and i am five deep around the entire bar and there's only two bartenders on so i was just like for anyone that's bartended guy. everyone needs to know that like when you call a, the attention of a bartender over even if you're not five deep even if you're only like four people in doesn't matter it throws you off your game to have to physically walk over there and then when they say they don't know what they want it's like i i mean just if it, it, it's not like a craft beer bar where you can sit down and sip things and taste no. and ask for a recommendation <laughs> you're in a fucking club yeah. like if you don't know what you want that 30 seconds can throw you off for the rest of the night. That 30, I can pump out two to three drink orders in about 30 seconds. So Which is total- that 30 seconds is money for me. Yeah. That so. he's taken from you. So he calls you over. Please don't call your bartender over till you're ready to order. Ever. Don't do that ever. <laughs> uh, so he does that about three times. And I what just, do you, how do you handle it though? When you, when he says he doesn't know what he wants, do, I just do you, stop, I just you walk away. away. Yeah. I just okay. was ignoring him at, the, at one point. And so I go back to my well and he's like right by my well and he's like, Hey, hey, hey. And he grabs a hold of my wrist. Uh-uh, and I'm like, y'all. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And then, and so I'm like swatting him away and he grabs my other wrist <gasps> and he just starts pulling. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we had the metal pour spouts. Oh my God, ow. I, we had to, we literally had to throw away all the liquor bottles in the well and we had to burn all the ice. Because you bled in it? I was totally scraped up all Dang. the way down my legs. Yeah. The bouncers beat the shit out of him. Wait, do they see, so they see this happening. Do they run over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was one guy up there, so he had to call for backup and then he came and got the guy off of me and shit. And like, I'm not a little person. I'm 5'10", like 160. I'm huge. So You're not huge. She's not no, huge. I'm, That's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm muscular. You're, I work yeah. out a lot. So, yeah. Like the fact that he even got me over the bar, A, was amazing. And B, I just started kicking like as soon as I did. Good for you. But literally we had to basically stop service. Because you bled everywhere. I bled everywhere all so, over this freaking bar. <laughs> why didn't you, did you go after that guy? Like, like, oh no, the bouncers literally kicked the shit out of him and then he got arrested. So, but did you have to go to the hospital and no. was like, was it stitch worthy? No, no, just... no, I just cleaned myself up and went back to work. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so that happened. Did that you ha- was super fun. Yeah. Did you have anything else like that? I mean, that feels like a 10 to oh, me. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely the most extreme version of that. 
Okay. I've had, I've definitely had people just like grab my ass and shit. I broke a guy's nose once when he did that at my bar. Gee, I think you should tell that story, Danny. <laughs> he, I mean, he reached up my shorts and grabbed my ass and I just turned around and jacked him in the nose. Good job, you. And then his friends were like, rah, rah, and I'll, I'll grab my bouncers and they, Kick had they the seen? Did they yeah. see that you? Because he. That's hard. It depends. Like where I work now, like it is a little bit. He said, she said. Like they don't yeah. always just have your side. Nashville, they always take the side of the bartender. That's awesome. Always, they're that's very, awesome. very good about that because it, it's super rowdy there. So it's more likely yeah. than not going to happen. Jeez. Um, I forgot. That's. I feel like being pulled over the bar was a crazy story, but this one's actually crazier. I had a psycho stalker. Oh really? Like. Yeah, like really bad. And it was a customer. I went out on a couple. It was the only time I've really gone out with a customer and it went horribly wrong. So I've never done it again. Yeah, we don't should do. Don't do that. Don't do it. It's the worst. I've done it too. It's not a good idea. uh, So he started stalking me. And when I say stalking me, I mean, he was wandering around my college campus dressed like a student. And then he would. And I had, I had him blocked on every social media, everything. He started emailing me at three in the morning telling me where I had been that day. (gasps) Oh, dude, it was terrifying. I I had a restraining order against him, this whole thing. So I had this restraining order, which prevented him from coming near my school, my work, my home, anything within like 500 feet. And he kept coming to my bar. Wait, so he, is that how he met you? Like he had met you at the bar? Yeah, he met me at- Was that at at the club where you got pulled over? Yeah. Okay, so did he, he asks you out, you give him your number initially. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it seems fine, but you go out on a date. It's not great. We went out on a couple of dates, but he was just like crazy. He was unwell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you decide you're done. You start cutting him off on social media and all this. Then yeah. you're getting these emails of oh, where well, you've first, been. First, I went psycho stalker and background checked him and all this kind of stuff and found he's got like assault charges in Florida and like all this crazy shit. He had like a huge rap sheet. So I was just like, Ouch. I just want to clarify your language. You weren't the psycho stalker. No, you, what I, you did. I went and internet stalked him to make sure that I would to be protect safe. yourself. Yeah. Figured out that he was crazy and then he turned into a a psycho stalker. Okay. So you get this background information. You're like, oh, I need, I need to not interact with this dude at all. So you get the restraining order. He starts emailing you. What is the like? So, well, when I was getting emails at three in the morning and he had detailed exactly where I'd been on campus that day, that's when I was like, it is restraining order time. So I got a restraining order and not Tennessee is actually really good about those. Wait, you had to go to court then though. That's why multiple I times. Yes. Oh my Cause God. Cause he got arrested like seven or eight times for violating the restraining order. See this. Well, don't you have to go to court to initially set one up? This is why I was unable to do one on a psychotic ex because I yes. didn't want to go to court and see him. Yes. But you, Oh, how did you, do, did he show up? Uh, I don't think he did for the first part of it. Okay. So you set up the restraining yeah, order. I can't, I honestly can't remember if he showed up or not. Okay. Anyways, I have this restraining order and he keeps showing up to my bar. Girl. I, we called the cops every single time. Did they arrest him every time? Yes. Because so he would wait for the cops to come in and arrest him? No, and no, 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 no. Because my bouncers all carried handcuffs. Oh, get so out of here. they would handcuff him and make him wait for the police. Yeah. Oh, I love that they those would, bouncers have I know, your bag. I love them too. They are, they, they will always hold a place in my heart. Um, so one day he comes in and I wasn't even working this day. This is insane. He comes in and they kick him out and he decides to fight them. Oh girl, come on. I know. I'm like, you're really going to take on six full grown men. That's a really bad idea. So he fights the bouncers. Obviously they kick the shit out of him, put him in handcuffs, wait for the cops to come. And while they're changing out of the bouncers handcuffs over the cops handcuffs, he starts trying to fight the cops. You dumb fuck. They tased him. Of, they should have. Yeah, they tased him multiple times. And it turns out he was on some 
cocktail of drugs that Ooh. he went into cardiac arrest and <gasps> had to go to the hospital before he could go to jail. Oh my God, bless yeah. him. That's awful. I didn't even have to go to court for that one. So because <laughs> there were too many, there were so I many witnesses. There to witness it. Oh, he, he came into the bar when you weren't there. Yeah, he came into the bar when oh. I wasn't there, and that happened. I know. Oh. So of course the poor bouncers all had to go to court for it. Well, they were probably stoked though. They, I know. This guy's psychotic. <laughs> so how did he end up disappearing? Well, I moved. So oh, okay, so there it is. I don't know what happened to him. So no emails since then. Nothing like. No. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. I think he learned his lesson after like the seventh arrest. I, <laughs> lucky seven. Maybe. Um, what's an incident that made a customer that you interacted with speak to a manager or asked to speak to a manager? Um, well, none of those guys got to talk to the manager because they all just got arrested instead. Um <laughs> Yeah, the club where I work with, they always get to talk to a manager and it's crazy to me because it's like, Ew. yeah, it doesn't. It That's doesn't, annoying. Yeah, it is. Um, well, the Nashville ones, beers were four seventy five because it's cheap out there. Yeah. And people would pay me five bucks and wait for their quarters back. Come on. I know. So I'd go up to them and I'd be like, you, I'd hold their quarter up. I'm like, you want your quarter back? And they're like, yeah. Or they'd say, oh, I'm like, you don't want to tip me? They're like, no. And I'm like, I would throw it and make them chase it. Are you and then they would, Danny? And then they would be like, I want to talk to your manager. I'm like, my manager doesn't want to fucking talk to you. I... And then I just walk away. <laughs> um, I can't do that out here, obviously. California's a, a lot. <laughs> a little different. A little different. Okay. Nashville's a lawless place. Um, yeah. At Barney's, I think it was in the middle of the Super Bowl or some other ginormous holiday. Where your gangbusters busy? Yeah, because Barney's was, has a shitload of TVs and Barney's it's like a sports is bar. Tiny too. Yeah. it's not a big venue. No, it is not. So, um, this chick, it was a group of people. They came up to the bar and they ordered sixty-five fifty worth of drinks and tipped us fifty cents. I will die. So they came back to the bar. Nope. And don't serve them. One of the other, I was working with two other girls, and the one of the girls looked at me and was like. They didn't tip us last night time. I'm not serving them. And me and the other girl looked at each other and went, nope. Amazing. <laughs> that person went and hunted down a manager. And my manager was like, well, according to them, you didn't tip them. And she was like, well, the service was bad. And my manager looked at her and went, they are so busy. They're sweating. They don't have time to drink water and they can't take a bathroom break. And you're worried about bad service right now. Wow. Your manager had your back. Yeah. I've never in literally. I know. None of my customer service jobs has that ever. No, that's not true. I had one like in college where the managers had our back. Yeah. But I've never experienced that where a manager's that was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. See, that would have been hard to quit if that manager stayed on. But didn't. yeah, none of them stayed on, though. Of course not. That's a hard place to work. <laughs> Um, okay. And then you kind of, you answered this for one of your jobs, but, um, the, and I feel like you kind of already answered this, but I'm just gonna <laughs> ask it. What was the last straw that got you out of like your job? Like what was the last straw that got you out of like library? I, I honestly, Brennan's, I just wasn't making quite enough money at library and I was bored. I yeah. loved library. I still love library. I got my boyfriend a job there. Yeah. Um, he actually took over my old job, but I, just really enjoy making cocktails and libraries just beer and, beer wine. and wine. So I was just kind of bored every day. Yeah. I like the creating things and making things. Okay. Obviously that's why I do music. Yeah. Hello. Okay. <laughs> and how many bodily fluids have been on you whilst you were on the clock? Oh man. I've been lucky enough to not ever be puked on. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've lucky. never been puked on. Mm. I've had people puke in cups and leave it on the bar. That's so fucking gross. That's disgusting. Or do, have you ever noticed like when people puke at the rail, like where their feet go? And yeah, then you're like, we've okay, seen cool. that a couple All of times. Time. But yeah. no, I've been blessed to only be covered with my own sweat or my coworkers' sweat from or running into each other. Or blood when you were or carried over the, over the bar. A decent okay. amount of blood over the years. <laughs> have you been bled on by a customer? No. 
Lucky you. Only by myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we cut our hands a lot when we bartend. Oh, okay. Man. Um, do you tip? I like tip exorbitantly. Okay. It's quite bad. How much do you how much do you tip? Usually a minimum of ten bucks. No matter what you're getting? Well, no, no, no. A minimum of 10 bucks if it's just like a normal tab. Like I usually try to tip between like 20 and 40%. That's, yeah. That's what we all say. I mean, like that's the thing. If it's a $20 tab, I'm going to throw 10 down. Like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever been stiffed? I'm kind of already answered this so many times. (laughs) So many times. (laughs) Okay. Um, Has it gotten better as you've you've worked outside of clubs or do you still get stiffed? Um, yeah, it's gotten a lot better actually. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Brennan's is Brennan's is 90% neighborhood. Yeah. So everybody that goes there can walk there from their apartment buildings. So they're not so, looking to piss you guys off. Yeah. We know everybody like I'll on a regular Friday. Cause I work the Friday happy hour shift, a regular Friday, happy hour, all, happy hour. I'll know every single person sitting around the bar top. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really nice and pleasant. So like I would say the tip average in Nashville, while it's a higher volume is maybe 10%, 10 to 12%. And Mm -hmm. in Brennan's, I would say it's a solid 18 to 20%. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Have you been fired from a customer service job? No. Wow. I, I came really close to getting fired from, uh, from my job in Nashville. Really? Why? They fucked me on scheduling for CMA Fest. Oh, really? So I had already worked 90 hours that week. Holy God. And I had, and I hadn't, and it wasn't even the weekend yet. And I hadn't broken a thousand dollars in tips. Are and you kidding? Was, After 90 hours? I was furious. Danny, was, how is that possible? Oh my God. Because during CMA Fest, you guys were gangbusters. Yeah. Well, we were, we were overstaffed and there was, uh, they had me working the day shifts, which were like not remotely as good yeah, money. And then they put me in the nightclub and didn't advertise that they were opening it on a Thursday night. So uh, I had four customers the whole night. Oh, I would have been so mad. So they just wasted your time. Yeah. So two of the customers told me we will give you... I think it was 20 bucks for every shot that you take with us. And you're like, watch me do that. Watch me take shots. Well, I made like 80 bucks that night. So, <laughs> but the problem is there's cameras everywhere. everywhere. And they're super strict about not drinking while you work at that bar. You can have you can have as many drinks as you want afterwards. You cannot drink while you work. So I just was like to the camera and I, I lifted up my glass and took the shots. And then my manager called me in and he was like, dude. Hey. We see you quit right now. And I was like, I I quit. (laughs) You're like, I'm out. And he was like, come back in two weeks. And did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm just, and actually I've, I've still gone back and guest bartended there when I've gone to visit Nashville. Oh, I'm just not allowed to work CMA fest ever again. (laughs) (laughs) You just got banned from that, which is not actually terrible. I'm surprised you guys didn't do, we did this at one of the bars. We would have like a bottle. It was just water. Mm -hmm. And like when people wanted to do shots with us, we would just be like, Oh, it's just vodka or whatever. And we would do water. I mean, like, I know that's in like movies and stuff. That's a real thing. Yeah. we, lots we of couldn't. people would do that but i mean honestly we just didn't have time to so yeah. most of the time we didn't do it you're just like i can't pour myself yeah i get yeah. that okay what's the worst customer you've ever had to interact with probably i mean i guess that's oh, stalker. Man. <laughs> do you have a different example besides the stalker stalker was a good one that's for yeah sure. that's a really good example yeah and the guy that pulled me over the bar and yeah those are pretty yeah. good okay we'll cover I, that. i've covered most of the bad ones there okay <laughs> best customer well i love the random people that come in and just tip you a hundred dollars for no reason isn't that fun those people are like the sweetest human beings on the planet but let's get clear that doesn't happen every shift it doesn't even happen every month that's like it a doesn't, once a yeah. year occurrence yes so if let's, that that yeah. didn't happen to me once last year so. yeah <laughs> so um, yes i agree with you but it's not as common as people think it is yeah no it's not generally i would say the manager this guy john the manager from tender greens down the street from barney's beanery okay we used to give him free beer and he used to come to Barney's after his shift with buttloads of free food for us. Oh God, you want to make us happy, feed us. It makes such a difference. Seriously, that guy was awesome. And then pretty much all of my regulars over at 
Brennan's are amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, now the good stuff. We hope you guys saved room for dessert. What is the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were on the clock? Ooh, um, well, John bringing me dinner. That was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, um, sometimes he would come down before his shift was over and he would ask us all what we wanted. Aww. And so he would literally like bring us personalized meals and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have another nice example of something? Um, one of, so my friends live really close to the, to Brennan's right now. And yeah. one of my friends works at the flower shop right across the street Aww. and he, they get free flowers on Fridays. So he always brings me these like big, beautiful bouquets, like gorgeous, super expensive bouquets. That's really lovely. It's, yeah. It's like the sweetest thing on the planet. Yeah. I we like it. flowers even when we say we don't. <laughs> Platonic uh, friend flowers. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best lesson you've learned from working in customer service? Just be nice. Mm. It's, it's, it's so just easy. It's not that hard. So easy. Just be nice to everybody. <laughs> I agree. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give customers who interact with customer service workers? So what would you tell any of the people that you've ever interacted with? Please and thank you go a long way. Asking how your server is doing always they, goes a long way. Isn't it crazy how, effect, how that much affects you? Because yeah. no one asks. It's so sweet. Yeah. And yeah. when they ask you, I've literally said to people, holy shit, I don't even have an answer for you because people don't ask us. Yeah. No, that always makes a big difference. It can always just like make people smile. Agreed. And tip 20%. And if you have cash, tip 20% in cash. Yeah. <laughs> now, why does cash make a difference versus on the card? Because for me, it, it's, it, we don't see our ca our tips like on our, our checks, which is such a blessing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter for us as much because we have to mm -hmm. tip off of sales, which sucks. When you guys don't tip us, we pay for you to be drinking your drinks. You should oh, you know that. you tip off of sales? Yes. That sucks. It's rough. I'm sorry. It's rough. We get hit. But every restaurant does this differently too, by the way. That's not always how it works. Like I get taxed off of my tips because my tips come on my paycheck, mm -hmm. which is different from how Kate gets taxed. Yeah. So. And like we bill. So the, the place where I work will claim the tips for us. But what ends up happening is that like, no matter what, we're giving the bar a percentage and the kitchen a percentage. And like, mm. when we get yelled at, like, you guys didn't tip us enough. I'm thinking like, yeah, and I got stiff. Like there was one night I got stiffed 17 times. Oh my God. And I was like, cool. Well, I paid for like, that would have been, what is that? 24 people, 34 people. I paid for 34 people to drink that night. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, okay. No, that's super annoying. Yes, it um, is. We don't, we don't get that. But for us, we get taxed on our tips because my credit card tips come on my paycheck. Okay. So um, when we get cash tips, like you're required to claim 10% of your cash tip. And we, to be honest, we make about 10% in cash sure. tips, sometimes a little bit less. So sure. it doesn't really matter. But especially at Barney's, it made a huge difference because we made a lot in cash tips there. So say we made 150 that night in credit card tips. And then we also made 150 in cash tips. We only actually have to claim 15 bucks in cash Holy tips because that's what the IRS that's looks the for. That's the percentage. 10%. Yeah. So realistically, I'm only claiming 10% in cash tips, but I'm getting to walk with that whole 150. Which is so nice. Yeah. Okay. So that's why you would recommend customers tip in cash. IRS don't listen to this at all. Yeah. Honest, please. Uh, <laughs> we're all being honest. Okay. So how can people get in touch with you, Danny? Do you have any new music we can listen to? Where are you performing soon? Basically, like, how do we get eyes and ears on you? All of the above. Yay. Um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Spell Facebook. Your name. Spell your name for the handles. So my handle is the same across all platforms. It's Danny King Music. It's D-A-N-I-K-I-N-G-M-U-S-I-C. So um, you can find me on all social media platforms via that. My name on Spotify is Danny King. That's D-A-N-I-K-I-N-G. I released a song in November with two of my really good buddies. It's so good. I love that song. I love the that Habits song. one. Yes, yeah, that's my I love favorite. That song. It's called Habits. It's a song that I did with this group called Highland. 
Um, so we released that with Proximity in November. And then I had another release with a guy who goes by With Love. And that song was released on Elysian. It's called Between Us. That was in December. And then uh, I've got another one coming out February 6th. What's that song called? Um, the, uh, <laughs> so that one's called Radiant. Um, and it's with this guy called Omos. I'm super excited about this release. It's going to be really cool. Why are you excited about this one? It's a very different song. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really fun. Okay. We sent it to the guy at the label and like, it's it's one of the labels that I've released on before and he's always been like, oh yeah, I really like this. But he just messaged me back in all capital letters. Holy shit, this song is a banger. And I was like, oh my God, sweet. So Yay. He, everyone's super excited about it. Um, that okay. one's going to be really cool. I'm going to be playing in Palm Springs, February 8th. Oh, that a girl. Where are you playing there? My mother's throwing a block party at her country club. Hell yeah, she taco is. taco trucks. And one of my friends is going to come DJ. And you're going to sing. And yeah, I'm going to sing for a couple hours. So we're going to do that. And then I'm playing at um, the winery in Newport Beach on Sunday, March 8th. Now, you have a pretty good stronghold there. You play there a fair amount, right? The, the winery, I've actually only played once, but they really liked me. So they've invited me to keep coming back. Um, oh Brennan's I've been playing at for about two years now. Right. And then we're supposed to start up a music program at Gramercy, also in Santa Monica. Oh, great. Hopefully starting in February, but we'll see. Okay, so when, if you're in LA or in the pro areas surrounding LA, you have yeah. quite a few opportunities to see Danny. Yeah. And then you saw, you, those are her handles. You got them. Well, we're going to drop your text now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service From Hell, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. Remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you, Danny, so much for being here. We appreciate Thank you. you, Kate. I'm so glad Great I got job. to come out. Yeah, thank you. And go f follow Danny on all the socials. Find her music. Listen to it. It's really good. Give Kate a five star review. Thank you. Ooh, good. <laughs> good exchange. We scripted this. Bye, guys. <laughs>